Welcome back to middle school It's a zoo out there So just be cool Don't speak too loud Try to fit in But if you don't Then you can be in everyone, and welcome to the Outfit Repeaters, an unofficial Lizzie McGuire recap podcast. I'm your host, Marissa Cantor, and back with me as always is Sam Chung. Back with you as always is myself. Hello. Um, hey, Sam. <laughs> hi. I, I would I would say that there, there is so much new stuff going on, but there's just not. That would be a lie. <laughs> I know. Like, these are supposed to be cute little updates, right, at the top of the episode, but there's nothing to update. Remember when our biggest problem was worrying about the Lizzie McGuire reboot? Yeah. One thing that I did see uh, that happened over this past week, um, and this is solely because now I follow too many Lizzie McGuire things that I don't know why I follow them, but it was apparently the 17-year anniversary of the Lizzie McGuire movie this past week. It was. Oh, you knew this already. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) You say that, like, I don't know, everybody made such a big deal about it, but I feel like 17 is just, like, who cares? That's not, like, a milestone birthday or anything. Like, what's the big deal? Yeah, but it's another reason to post, hey, now, hey, now, this is what dreams are made of. (laughs) It just just made no sense to me. Like, who, uh, 17 is so random. Yeah, and you know what's going to happen this time next year? We're going to be talking about the 18th anniversary of the Lizzie McGuire movie. That, likewise, makes no sense to me. Like, (laughs) after 15, just, like, wait until you reach 20. Every year that something continues to exist in the cultural zeitgeist and have relevance is a year worth celebrating. (laughs) We think it might die before it reaches 20. I I don't understand. I don't know what to say. This is hating for the sake of hating. It's not hating for the sake of hating. It just makes no sense to me that you would celebrate the 17-year anniversary of something. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Yeah. Um, This week there was a meme happening. And, you know, I'd love to participate in a good Twitter meme. And it was, like, the person slash the personality. So you were supposed to pair a selfie of yourself with the fictional character that is your personality. A selfie of yourself? Yes, and I paired myself with none other than cartoon Lizzie McGuire. So you are you more cartoon Lizzie McGuire or more like real-life Lizzie McGuire? I think that it's both, right? But I think that cartoon Lizzie, like cartoon Lizzie is a slight representation of the inside of my brain because she's all the things that Lizzie wants to say out loud but doesn't. We saw a weird moment in the episode we're going to talk about today, though. Yeah. Real Lizzie and cartoon Lizzie melded into the same person. They said the same (laughs) thing. I highlighted that, bolded it. That was a big moment in the episode. Yeah. We'll talk about it. It was a huge moment. I know. It was the pivotal moment. It really was. So today we are going to be talking about episode 114, Random Acts of Miranda. In this episode, Lizzie reports on the school play... Or the school magazine and is in a quandary 
when her friend gives a terrible performance. I love these up. Like, I think I've said this before, but like, I'm always reading these for the first time, like as I'm speaking them right now. And they're just like, like quandary. Where, where, where are you getting these descriptions? Just from Google. It's like the IMDb description. <laughs> you don't want to. Is there like an official Disney Plus description that we should be reading? No, there is. <laughs> Maybe we should be reading those from now on. Well, wait. Read yours again. Lizzie reports on the school play for the school magazine and is in a quandary when her friend gives a terrible performance. All right. And then read the Disney Plus one. Lizzie's newfound journalistic instincts are tested when she's assigned to report on the school play. When Miranda has a horrible performance, Lizzie must decide if she should be the good friend or an honest reporter when she writes the review. I, I like the I like option one better. It had the word quandary, <laughs> so I think it option I think that automatically means that it wins. Yeah, Disney Disney Plus too verbose. That was a very verbose. Oh, also this episode aired on June eighth, two thousand and one. Uh, I also yeah. found this is something new that I just found, and it might be worth a mention. There's a fandom page for each episode that has. On top of a synopsis, it has, like, trivia about the episode. It has goofs in the episode, just, like, different, like, costume things. Are you saying you want this to now become part of our podcast? Are you going to, like, quiz me? I don't understand. No, it's just, like, random things. Like, not, like, trivia, like, I ask you and you answer the question. But it's just, like, random things. Like, for example, goofs. When Miranda says she'll try out for the Glee Club, Lizzie is worried that she'll be a bad singer. Yet, an Aaron Carter is coming to town. Lizzie tells Miranda she's a wonderful singer and should perform for Aaron. Continuity issue. <laughs> yeah, but we could also, on the flip side, do that one where uh, Sam was trying to break back into the house and she started singing My Country Tis of Thee. <laughs> <laughs> Miranda's whole singing career is a continuity issue. Like, <laughs> it's true. I don't think this is a goof. I think it's just like, I don't even know what to call it. Okay, well, there could be some fun stuff in here. All right. That's all I'm saying. Okay. But let's just get into the episode. Sure. As always. The scene opens, and we are in a classroom with computers. It's not really a computer lab. It's just like the, I guess, the the journalism class that Lizzie's taking. Yeah. I, I couldn't tell if it was like a class or like an after-school activity. It was a little, uh, it was a little unclear to me. Yeah, but they have this, like, you know, high-tech setup with desktop computers that probably have, like, Windows 98 on them. And Lizzie is working on an article for the school newspaper on school movie nights. Lizzie, I one could say she is a budding journalist. I guess this is consistent, right, because she had a press pass back in Aaron Carter. I thought she lost that press pass. She lost it, but I'm just saying like the journalism thread exists. This yeah, is something no, that she's, I guess, interested it in. It hasn't come out of the blue like certain other aspects of this episode. Correct. <laughs> that we will that we will discuss at a later time. And it's cool to see Lizzie have some sort of hobby. And she's she's just trying to, you know, write her article and Gordo just is there. Yeah, I didn't really understand because it doesn't seem necessarily like Gordo is a part of the journalism class. I also found it a little strange that this journalism class seems to happen entirely in the dark. <laughs> like there's like no lights on there's in this no room. Light. But yeah, so Lizzie is 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 working 
at uh, her article about how there's like school movie nights, and Gordo was this is just there spitting random facts about not about really nothing. There's no sort of common thread to all of his observations because he starts off talking about how there were cannibals in the Caribbean until like 1850, and then. They start talking about mummies. I don't know. It's all over the place. I feel like I wanted to fact check everything Gordo was saying <laughs> too. Because I was- yeah, I mean, he said he really likes the mummy, which uh, that's a hot take. That's a hot take. Is the mummy a great movie? Brendan Fraser? I don't know. <laughs> like if we're looking at like 2001 franchises, probably lean more pirates than the mummy. Oh, totally. It was very surprising actually that they'd be promoting the mummy, a universal title. <laughs> Rather than pirates, because later on we see Miranda singing "Reflection" from Mulan. I don't know yeah. the, the the connection between the Disney universe is all over the place at this point. Totally. Yeah. But yeah, Gordo's just kind of annoying, distracting Lizzie. Yeah, it's it's weird because right in the beginning, I I really connected with Gordo, and over the past like three or four episodes, he's really just kind of <laughs> taken a big plunge for me. I'm really now. I feel myself trying to separate from Gordo. No, I'm like, he's eh, kind of. But please stay away from me. <laughs> I know he kind of stinks. Yeah, I know. He's just like in the previous episode, <laughs> there was the gaslighting issue that you you mentioned, and now he's just like kind of annoying. Like, yeah. and we're supposed to expect him and Lizzie to get together at some point. I don't know about I that. I know, like very over the top, know it all energy. Yeah, if I was Lizzie, I'd just be like, go away. I mean, she's trying. Leave me alone. I, I mean, she kind of is, and he's just like, nah, he's being, you know, a typical man. Just like not, <laughs> <laughs> not getting it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, and then Lizzie, you know, goes up to talk to the teacher slash advisor. It probably is more of a club, right? It's probably more I feel like that's what newspaper usually is, right? Yeah. Lizzie approaches Mr. Lang to hand in her paper, her assignment. It's done. Boom. And she already knows what she wants her next assignment to be. And she wants to cover the school play. Miranda's auditioning for it. And she, you know, has a real vision for following Miranda from the audition to opening night. I like it. I like that story. It's a good story, but that's not the story that we ended up getting. Yeah, well, I mean... In Lizzie's defense, she didn't really seem to have the most, you know, engaged advisor. Like, she didn't really have someone, like, mentoring her through this process. Mr. Lang really didn't care. Yeah, he's just doing his crossword puzzle the whole time. Yeah. But, you know, good for him. He's solving it. We see him yeah. figure out one of the one of the clues. But, yeah, this, this scene really just sets up that Lizzie's still journalisming. She wants to cover the school play. Miranda's going to be in the school play. Gordo's annoying. That's the opening scene. Did I miss anything? Nope. I think you've covered it. Cool. Cut to theme song. And then after the theme song, we are now in the cafeteria. Gordo and Lizzie are talking about Lizzie's journalism career, and Gordo offers to be her photographer. And I feel like Lizzie has a weird response to that. Well, Gordo's whole push to become or to to get this role is a little bit weird to me. He wants so... This, to me, said that he's not part of the the club because if he was, then he would probably have to do his own assignment, but he just wants to be the photographer. So he's just kind of, I don't know, there for some reason. But the reason that he wants to be a reporter as well is because he'll get a lot of pockets. (laughs) Yeah, photographers always have a lot of pockets. 
Uh, what does that mean? I, I don't know. He's very into cargo pants, I guess. I don't know. What is, I don't know. what the, I didn't really I know mean, what that I mean, as is every 12-year-old boy, like, that's not a unique. <laughs> that's true. I did really love, love some cargo pants, some cargo shorts. I had a lot of stuff to carry around. It did backfire once or twice. So you also liked the pockets. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. You are Gordo. No, we're detaching. <laughs> Stop it. I don't want to be you. Get away from me. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, given all of that, I mean, it makes sense that Lizzie would have some weird responses to that, too. Yeah, but she made it about, like, girls. What did she say? She was like, you're not going to want to be my photographer. I'm paraphrasing, but it was something like, I'm not going to be covering, you know, like like swimsuit models and like lingerie shows or s- it was something along those lines like women in bikinis which is a weird response yeah that's a that's a weird response but you know what Miranda is here to just make the awkward situation even more awkward correct Miranda comes rushing in she kind of trips <laughs> which <laughs> is a good which is a good bit of foreshadowing for what's to come pushes Larry Tudgman to the ground <laughs> yeah <laughs> she's like i got it and like i didn't even try but i got it and we're like you got what and miranda is the lead in the school play this is surprising to me because previously we saw lizzie really being the one to connect with the drama club and now here's miranda yeah but as miranda explains this isn't a typical show with the typical drama crew yeah this is the what's the drama teacher's name mr travis no mr escobar why am i thinking mr travis Who's Travis? Yeah, this is a Mr. Escobar semi-original play, the sequel to Grease, Greasier. Greasier. (laughs) Part two of the Grease trilogy, I guess. But like not because nothing about the actual content of the show we see has anything to do with Grease. I mean, that doesn't really mean anything. I mean, one of your favorite franchises, A Cinderella Story, has a completely different Cinderella story, too. Am I correct? But it's not two. It's another Cinderella story. Okay, what? It's like, it's a different... It's the second one. It's not the second one. It's the second one. No, it's a totally different... It's the second one. And it's like... No, it's a totally different remake. You have a Cinderella story with Hilary Duff and Chad Michael Murray. And then like years later, you have another Cinderella story with Selena Gomez and Drew Seeley. And it is an entirely different movie. It's a different remake of Cinderella. Stop. Okay, all right. No, it's different. Alternate option, uh, Little Mermaid 2, which you showed me a few weeks ago. <laughs> I, weeks. Completely different story. I think that was like months ago. No, it was definitely since quarantine. When did Disney Plus launch? When did Disney Plus launch? Back in like November. Yeah, so it was way before because it was one of the first things I watched. <laughs> I, think you show, I think you watched it and then you wanted to show me again. I don't know. I think you're losing your sense of time, babe. All right, well, anyways. So you're saying Rhonda could have been um, Sandy and Danny's child? Yeah, and she's greasier. <laughs> I hope that's what the, that show was about. <laughs> yeah. But then why would it still be the 1950s? It should be like... <laughs> they had children. Like the- <laughs> They're multiplying. <laughs> Boom, see what I did there? Oh, my God, that was so good. Did you like that? No. <laughs> That was good, okay? That was a good one. Okay, it was a good one. That's one of my better puns. I respect it. That I've ever come up with. But yeah, also Miranda says, you know, it's set in the 50s, which was like a million years ago. 
And so all the drama uh, drama kids dressed in black, I guess, don't want to be a part of it. Yeah, they're too they're too cool. Then we get a random thing about how Gordo was in a play in third grade. He was a question mark. Yeah, this was like a schoolhouse rock. <laughs> yeah. Kind of play, I guess, a grammar pageant. So if you need any help being inquisitive, Gordo is your guy. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. So from there, we... um. Sorry, I'm going to start that over. From there, we cut to Lizzie's house, and we get the Matt B story that we always get. And I think it's fair to say that the Matt and Lanny saga continues, or rather the saga of Sam really, really, really trying to make Lanny speak. It's like an ongoing gag. Yeah, uh, so Joe and Sam are cooking in the kitchen, right? And for some reason... They're, they're cooking something. Sam has decided, I won't take my tie off while I'm cooking. I'm just going to flip it over my shoulder. <laughs> yeah, it's like when Why you have you a... Take the tie off. It's like when so you have annoying. a dish rag over your shoulder, except it's a tie. Just take the tie off. Just take it off. Uh, Sam is really starting to piss me off. <laughs> Whoa. Sam invites Lanny to stay for dinner. Um, they're having Gammy McGuire's ribs. Gammy McGuire. I mean... Windsurfing instructor, spare rib. <laughs> Connoisseur. Connoisseur, yeah. But and Lanny can't have spare ribs because spare ribs give him nightmares. Well, yes. And he has church choir practice tonight. Yeah. Um, Lanny's in a church choir. Lanny's got pipes. We're just yeah. not allowed to hear them. I don't know. I thought the dream was the more interesting part of this because he has apparently the same like walrus nightmare yeah. A recurring nightmare. I think that's the, the terminology. Um, only when he eats ribs. Only when he eats spare ribs. Or maybe he maybe he can't even be in the same room as spare ribs. Maybe he's already going to have the bad dream now that he's been in the same vicinity as the spare ribs. Probably triggered. Triggered. And then we get into Matt's, you know, I want of the episode. And he has, you know, a typical Matt McGuire strategy. Aim high. He asks for... for a jet ski, $1,000 for an electric keyboard, and then he really just needed $90 for walkie-talkies. I may be mistaken, but haven't we seen, doesn't Matt already have a set of walkie-talkies? When do you think we saw walkie-talkies? Maybe in the babysitting episode? I don't know. I was really under the impression that we had already seen Matt with walkie-talkies for some reason. All right. Well, maybe maybe I'm mistaken. Maybe you are wrong. Okay. Well, um, regardless, Sam says no. He's going to have to earn his money. Yeah, they can't just hand Matt money. They work hard for their money. Doing what? It's the question. (laughs) Yeah. If you want expensive things, you've got to earn them. Yes. So Matt and Lanny immediately go money hunting in the couch. And there's nothing there. Nope. Uh, now they're going to go check payphones for change. Where do you find payphones in a suburban neighborhood? I don't know. It's a great question. Maybe there, maybe, you know, Matt always has the means to get around town inexplicably. Maybe he's going to some city center or some downtown area. To check the payphones. Check the payphones. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck, kid. <laughs> Good luck. So funny. Then we cut back to... Lizzie and Gordo attending one of Miranda's rehearsals. And she's there as a reporter. She's there. She wants to ask Mr. Escobar some questions. 
She wants to observe the rehearsal. Really, you know, be a journalist. Yeah, so Miranda comes out then, and she doesn't know the difference between dialogue and stage directions. No, she does not. How did she land this role? She like, said there was, like, no competition. I really. She was very forthcoming about that. I guess, but there's so many people involved. Like, later we see that Larry Tudgman has a role in the play. A couple other random kids have roles in the play. Yeah, like, shout out to a guest appearance by Orlando Brown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, so many random people. There's, like... It's not like it's a one-person play. Like, there's a huge cast involved. So how did she end up with this role? I just, I need to see the audition tapes. Me too. Because I have some serious questions. Yeah, Mr. Escobar has to explain that. Miranda, see this part right here where it says walk? You do that. You don't don't say say that. Oh, my God. Um, Cartoon Lizzie has a great line where she says, Miranda is in love with acting. Maybe when she's 30 years old, she can play a teenager on Dawson's Creek. (laughs) Nailed it. That's exactly how acting works. You work all your career, you wait until you're 30, and then you can finally play a teenager and go back to high school again. I mean, that's like legitimately (laughs) how it works. That was such a good early 2000s drag. Yeah, no, that was good. I liked that. (laughs) Um, Then there's a really weird scene where Miranda... Okay, so she's... We, we know immediately she's a bad actress, right? Even if she knew the difference between the dialogue and the stage, direction, uh, stage directions, her acting is just way over the top. There's one yeah. scene where she starts crying and, like, tugging <laughs> on what looks like Larry's crotch. It's really strange. <laughs> but, yeah, Miranda's bad. And I don't think that, like, we just ex- saying how bad she is can really do it justice. So why don't we play the clip? Okay. Let's move on to the drag race scene, shall we? Larry! Care to join us? <laughs> it's Tudgman. Oh, Stingo, why does Rev do such dangerous things? You're his best friend, and I can't get through to him. Why, oh, why won't he let me in? How come this is so lame? It's just rehearsal. I mean, I'm sure the movie with the hockey-playing chimp wasn't brilliant the first time they ran through it. It'll get better. Yeah, right. Can't you talk some sense into him, Tudgman? Um, I'm Stingo, remember? Oh, can't you talk some sense into him, Stingo? At least I sure hope it gets better. Oof, that was some acting. And it's not even necessarily her fault, because when you have an actor, right, who's like that bad... It really falls back on the director. Like, like this is the hand that you've been dealt. Now you have to sort of guide the actor through it. And Mr. Escobar really does not help at all. He just kind of lets it, he just kind of lets the train wreck happen. Really does. He provides no, like, pointers on how he wants the scene to go. Um, I don't see any results-oriented directing method here. No, it's really, it's really unfortunate because Miranda isn't great. But, like, she could be better. It's so over the top. Yeah. Like, there's one one scene or, or one moment earlier when it's, like, be strong. And she's, like, beating on her <laughs> chest. On like, her why chest. are you doing that? It's like she's trying to explain words to an alien. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and every word has its own, like, movement to go with it. Yeah. And I get it. Like, it's her first thing. She's trying really hard. But, like, you're right. You're right. Bad job, Mr. Escobar. Yeah, Mr. Escobar. Not great. But anyways, 
back to the Matt story. So now we are in Matt's bedroom. I think it's the first time we've really seen Matt's bedroom. I think so as well. Yeah, I think this is for the first time that we've been in Matt's bedroom. Uh, yeah, and he's got a lot of stuff. Yeah, it sounds it se- doesn't really seem like his parents make him work hard for many things. It seems like he already had. I noticed there was a keyboard a key- yes. in there. <laughs> yes, I wrote that down too. <laughs> yeah, so I don't. I haven't noticed him be musical in any way, but he has a keyboard. Yes, yeah, so. he seems like a spoiled child. Yeah, and Lanny has an idea, and. You know, to articulate this idea, a light bulb actually flashes over Lanny's head. Yeah. So just to give some context, so apparently Lanny's parents had a yard sale that Lanny and Matt attended sometime in between them going to look for change in the payphones in this moment. And that's really inspired this idea that's going to play out throughout the rest of the episode. Correct. And the idea is sell all of Matt's stuff and they will then have enough money for the walkie talkies. Which I'm just going to say right now, how do the parents not notice this? I know (laughs) that I I know there there are literally like giant boxes of stuff like outside of their house. Yeah. Like how does nobody notices? How does nobody notice? My other question is surely all of Matt's belongings costs would would be valued at more than $90. Like, were they just, like, giving stuff away? Were they like, okay, you can take my bed for, like, five bucks. You can take my, like, or is he, does he have a stash? Well, they might have just cash? been, like, very clearly undervaluing the things that they have because they have no real concept of money. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, did he sell his entire bedroom for $90? Maybe. I don't know. Even the bed was <laughs> is gone. I know. Everything is gone. Everything is gone. Anyway, okay. We're skipping way ahead, though. So, yeah, that's the idea. They're going to sell off all of the things in Matt's bedroom so that they can buy the walkie-talkies. Then they drink, like, I don't know, is it High C or, like, Sunny D or I something? I think it's, like, Orange Tang. Maybe. Um, but Just, Lan- like, a powdery orange, you know, like, it's, like, a powder... Okay, but Lanny doesn't like it, so they dump like... Like like three cups of sugar into it. Too, way too much sugar. And then they're literally just drinking orangey sugar. Yeah. And then, okay, okay. And then we cut back to Lizzie and Miranda's story, and it's opening night. Like, how much time has passed? Did they put a show together in like a week? I'm very confused. A day. A day. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so fast. I don't know. Like, this goes back to how the Matt story and the Lizzie stories often just, like, don't line up in time. Because it's very, like, it seems very clear that the Matt story happens over the span of, like, a couple of days. Yeah. But, like, you can't audition, rehearse, and then put a play together in a couple. Like, that's just, What? I, yeah, I mean, your guess is as good as mine. It makes very little sense, but here we are. It's opening night. We're just going to go with it. Okay. It's really, it's really frustrating, but okay. Lizzie calls Miranda's outfit excellent. So we will definitely be circling back to this later (laughs) because whenever there's explicit mention of an excellent outfit, some people's ears perk up. (laughs) (laughs) Would it be the ears of the outfit repeaters? It would. Yes. Yes, it Um, would. Yeah, Lizzie wishes Miranda good luck and gives her, what, like a stuffed, like a dog? What is it? Uh, It's a cow. It's, its a name cow. is Cindy Lumu. 
Uh, <laughs> How could you miss that? I missed it. I'm sorry. I was just taking notes. So yeah, this so is my dog, Cindy Lumu. Okay, well, Lizzie gives Miranda Cindy Lumu and <laughs> Mulu Lumu. I don't know. Like the like the who like, from the Grinch. I hate the Grinch, but Cindy yes, Lou I who? know. This I, is Cindy Lumu. I get it. Ugh. Okay. The Grinch is also Doctor uh, Doctor Seuss's best story. So let's let's not be a Grinch about it. I hate the Grinch. They're so you are a Grinch. Creepy. Okay. So apparently, this was actually a gift that Miranda gave to Lizzie before a big soccer match that Lizzie played in. Lizzie plays soccer. News to me. Yeah, yeah. I thought that she was unathletic, and that's why rhythmic uh, rhythmic gymnastics was such a big deal. I don't know, man. The show does whatever it wants. <laughs> We're forgetting if something happened in like three episodes ago, it's basically like an entirely different show. It has no yeah. effect on what's happening in the present. No. Yeah. Yeah. We are very, what, episodic in that sense. Like nothing. <laughs> yes. I don't know. There's there's no consistency in these characters. Yeah. But you know what? Sure. You played soccer. Let's And you had Cindy Lumu. Okay. So apparently she had this and Mr. Snuggles. She just has a collection. <laughs> apparently Cindy Lumu is okay, but Mr. Snuggles, it's bring up trash. Mr. Snuggles, and it's like, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good point. Okay, so then the show starts. Wait, wait you forgot to mention the meditating. How could I forget the meditating? <laughs> you totally forgot their <laughs> meditative exercise to prepare themselves mentally. Which is just standing in a circle and going, Om. Om. Cool. That was the meditating. All right, meditation over. <laughs> I wrote down how some, like, we get this shot of this totally random kid that we've never seen before just going, hey, it's Tudgman. Like, what was that? I don't know, but Lizzie says Miranda's confident. Yes, not nervous at all. She's ready. It's it's very interesting, like, the collection of people. Like, Lizzie's whole family has gone to see this play, but Lanny is there, too. Lanny's there. <laughs> Gordo's there with Lizzie's family. Matt's like playing a Game Boy Color. Yeah. <laughs> Throwback. You would think he would get a nice little appearance from Miranda's parents here, but who knows where they are. Anyways, show's starting. Gordo's filming it, naturally. All's going fine. And then Miranda makes her first entrance and just like immediately trips over her own two feet. Yeah, she comes out way hot and like body slams into a into like a box or something in the back. And then she limps to the front of the stage, messes up a line, then waves starts, her arm and hits Yeah, off starts like the hitting props. the props off. Like, is this the first time that they've rehearsed with the props? Why is this happening all of a sudden? Yeah, it was this is what I mean, rehearsal they, is for. They clearly didn't have time for a tech rehearsal. I guess. Then later she has to like read a line off her arm. <laughs> she forgets the word valedictorian. Um I like that. Um you know, time pass. So, you know, after the prop incident, we get the sense of time passing by like Matt and Lanny are sleeping. People have legitimately gotten up and left. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I hope they didn't pay too much for this show. I like that you get like, like, what is the show actually about? Grease. Year. Yeah, it's about greasier. Like, this is what I get. I get it's about, you know, Rhonda and Reb, and they're star-crossed lovers. And it seems like Rhonda is a good girl, a quote-unquote good girl. Reb is a bad boy. Is Reb going off to the Army or the Navy or something? Or am I making that up? It's Yes, Reb is going to leave, right? Yes, and she wants to follow him. And yeah, and she wants to follow him. I don't know. 
and abandon her her home and her, you know, opportunity to be valedictorian. <laughs> yeah. And as as we know, being valedictorian is everything. Yeah. No. How could she how could she just throw that all away for Reb? Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't getting great vibes about Reb. I know he said like two things, Can but I call him McReb. <laughs> <laughs> Bring back McReb. <laughs> oh man. Hey. Hey, McReb is back. Stop. <laughs> But yes, Rhonda will leave will leave her whole life behind for Reb. And, yeah. you know, she runs off after him and, like, literally the entire <laughs> set falls apart. Yeah, she, like, brushes it on the way by and then it just collapses. Collapses. What a mess. Yeah, and this is when Lizzie finally comes to terms with the fact that Miranda stinks. Yeah, it's official. She's really bad. Miranda stinks. Then after opening night... I would assume it's the next day at this point. Yeah, we can only assume. We cut back to what's going on with Matt and his stuff, and it's all very boxed up in front of their house, which brings us back to just, like, how do his parents not know what's going on? See, I was confused because to me it looked like the backyard. I was like, why are they bringing all these boxes to the backyard? Oh, yeah, it was. It was, like, the back sliding. Yeah, it looked like the porch. Yeah. So I was like, are they going to bring clients around? <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> around the back. <laughs> come check out what I've got in my backyard. Hey. Follow me. Follow me to the back. Like, <laughs> also, yeah. if you're having a yard sale, why would you box everything up? <laughs> you want to display everything so that people can see it. I don't uh, I know. Just don't know. And one of the things in the boxes is apparently Matt's Celine Dion snow globe. <laughs> like, at first I was confused. I was like, is he also selling things from other parts of the room or does or from other parts of the house, or does he own a Celine Dion snow globe? And what would a Celine Dion snow globe look like? I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, Gordo shows up, and he's looking for Lizzie. Lizzie's inside. They ask, they as in Matt and Lanny, ask Gordo if he wants to buy anything. Then we cut to inside. Inside, Lizzie's in her living room. She's stressed about the story and just, like, needs to find the words the only word she can come up with is Scranton. Yeah, inside Lizzie is coming up with the concept of the office five years before the office actually came out. <laughs> it's like, which is a town in Pennsylvania. So random. I still think this is this is a point in the Lizzie's from New Jersey column. Yeah, because you know, Scranton is right next door to New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Um why did you think in the beginning that she was from LA? I think just based on the aesthetic of the show and the fact that there were so many outdoor scenes, both like at their house and like they're always eating lunch outside. And just like there was just like a sunny disposition to the show that just did not scream New Jersey to me. Well, there is still option three. The show takes place in Rome. It's not Rome. <laughs> yeah. So I agree. This is just another point in the New Jersey column. Yeah. And we find out that Gordo did buy something. From Lanny. What did he buy? He bought a wheelo without a wheel. It's like a block of wood with like a metal hoop. And there's like a little wheel that will spin around and kind of like defy physics. Uh, Are you familiar? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. like, it's magnetic, I think. Yeah. And Gordo says that Lanny could sell ice to a polar bear. And then there's this like weird. Well, then he should go do that because the polar bears could use some more ice. I mean, ouch, but like, yes. Um, but there's this like weird cut to Lanny with these like hypnotic eyes. I don't know. <laughs> the choices they make when it comes to Lanny are all very questionable. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, Gordo then says that Miranda stinks like a cab driver's armpit. (laughs) (laughs) Points for good metaphors right there. Yeah. And Lizzie's really struggling to write an honest review about Miranda because obviously she doesn't want to hurt their friendship. But on the other hand, journalistic integrity journal. Yeah. On the other hand, Miranda's terrible. Right. So it's like, does she be a good friend and write a softball review or does she be a, a true journalist and, you know, report the truth? This is why you shouldn't mix business <laughs> and pleasure. Correct. Yeah, no. And Gordo is very team tell the truth. Miranda is a professional. She'll understand. Miranda is the least professional. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, um, this is not good on Gordo here. Yeah. Um, Gordo's like, Miranda knew what she was getting into. Eh. <laughs> Did she? <laughs> Did she? And, and then, yeah, no surprise. Next day at school, Miranda is pissed. Yes. And because Lizzie ultimately comes to the conclusion that she can report the truth and go easy. So it's like uh, Miranda Sanchez gives her best effort on the opening night of the school play. Unfortunately, her best effort comes up short. Yeah. And Miranda's like, what? Yeah. As soon as Lizzie decides that she's going to be anywhere in the realm of truthful. So much drama. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's all there is to say. And then Miranda's like, thanks a lot, you mother. (laughs) I think we just need the soundboard for the rest of the episode. Why are we even speaking? Yeah, that should be it. <laughs> episode over. Episode over. <laughs> um, yeah, so then later, Lizzie and Gordo walk over to Miranda. It's lunchtime, and Miranda, like, slides away. She's like, no, she's still mad. Yeah, um, Lizzie <laughs> brought some flan for Miranda because, obviously, you know, the Mexican girl's favorite dessert is flan. 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 Um. <laughs> But what is what is that? I know what it is. I'm just gonna. I'm. Not, I, I can't do it justice. I, it's like kind of like a puddingy. It's a custard. Okay. Yeah. Sure. It's an egg pudding or caramel. Egg pudding. pudding. Yeah, custard dessert with a layer of clear caramel sauce contrasted with creme brulee, which is custard with a hard caramel layer on top. It's not my. It's not my. It's not my first choice. Yeah, that wouldn't be my first choice either. It's like a consistency thing for me. Yeah, I just, egg and pudding are two words that should never go together <laughs> for me. I just like, conceptually, those I, those are two conflicting ideas. <laughs> but, yeah, Miranda pushes it away, and Lizzie's like, I was just trying to do my job. I thought you'd understand. And Miranda gets very defensive. She kind of turns it around into Lizzie gave her a bad review because she's jealous that Miranda got to be the star of the play, and Lizzie's just a little reporter, I believe she said. Which yeah, is a little like, reporter and a lousy friend. Yeah, and this very is very condescending. This is when we get our our melding of cartoon Lizzie and real Lizzie. I know it's a because big moment. then cartoon Lizzie says that Miranda's a lousy friend and a stink bag actress, and then Lizzie yells to Miranda, "You're a lousy friend too." And a stink bag actress. So much drama. Like, it's so rare on this show for the words that, like, formulate in Lizzie's head. And when we see it from her head. And then she repeats them out loud. Like, I can't even tell you another time that happens. It's huge. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was crazy to see that. Crazy. So good. I mean, the sentiment wasn't good. It was a friend fight. Yeah. But anyways, then 
Miranda storms out, and who chases after Miranda? Gordo. Yeah, so, you know. She's, like, getting in the middle of everything. Gordo and Miranda (laughs) have a thing. You're, like, Gordo and Miranda only talk about Lizzie, blah, 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 blah. But here's Gordo trying to help Miranda out. Like, they have a genuine connection. No, no, Gordo's trying to help Lizzie out. No, Gordo's trying to help Miranda out by giving Miranda a tape of her own performance so that she can see how she did. Yeah, so that she won't be mad at Lizzie. No, so that she can come to terms with her own ability and or she, inability. And she won't be mad at Lizzie. This is about Lizzie. I'm not, sorry. No, it's not about, about Lizzie. It's Gordo being a good no, friend to Miranda. He literally gives her the tape and it says, look at this is the tape and this is the review that Lizzie wrote. Watch this and then like compare it to this. Basically, and you'll see what a good friend Lizzie is. This is about Lizzie McGuire. It's not about Lizzie McGuire. It's about it's, Lizzie McGuire. No. Yes. Yes. No. Okay. Agree to disagree. This is not a Miranda. No. You're trying to make Miranda and Gordo have like a Ron and Hermione thing. Because they do. No. Yes. Or they should. Okay. Anyways, Miranda then goes to this. I guess it's like the AV room or something, right? Like it's I have back no idea. It looks the... back like the newspaper classroom. Right. That's what I'm saying. Maybe it was just like a general like. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird that we got this scene. It's a scene just of, it's a scene of literally Miranda watching a video of herself. It's weird that we got this now when we didn't get a scene of Gordo alone in the previous episode. I know. Like This is, this is the episode, this is the moment that we should have had for Gordo. Like, why are we getting a random scene of Miranda just watching a video of herself? It got so meta. It was so weird. And it was like so like cringy. <laughs> that too. Yeah. Okay. Well, we got it. And then we're back. And Matt has his walkie-talkie, but he is in an empty bedroom. So these have to be these have to be super powerful walkie-talkies. Like, does Lanny live right next door? Do we know how far Lanny lives from the McGuire household? It's unclear because these look like pretty small walkie-talkies. Yeah, like walkie-talkies that wouldn't have a huge radius. Yeah, (laughs) and then okay. Also, so Matt has Matt has walkie-talkies. He needs to talk to Lanny because. Lanny just got his stomach pumped. What? It's got to be because of that, like, giant sugar drink that he had, right? I know. I was like, what did Lanny, like, what what did Lanny consume? We're like, okay, hold the phone. There's a big storyline that we're missing here. Lanny is getting his stomach pumped. He's 10. Nobody knows why because he won't tell anybody what he ate. No, there's a line where Matt says, so even though they look like marshmallows, they don't really taste like marshmallows. <laughs> I totally missed that line because I was so focused on the whole issue of his stomach being pumped. I had no idea. What, did, wait. what does that mean? So it looks like marshmallows? <laughs> Show just went off the rails. What is this child consuming? I have no idea. That's so weird. I don't even also, know what it is could Lan- be. So is Lanny actually at the hospital? Are they walkie-talking <laughs> each other? <laughs> like, from the hospital? We need to, like, okay. <laughs> in this moment, there needs to be a lot more attention on this B story. Like, who can Like, Miranda, you suck. Go away. We're focusing on this now. So wait, back to, back to Kelsey's question about if you could expand on any episode. <laughs> is this, is this going to be the question that just like keeps popping up every episode? I think so. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely, it's definitely in the top three 
Uh, I need to think about it a little more, but it's definitely in contention. I can't even begin to imagine what looks like marshmallows. <laughs> it doesn't taste like I. I have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea either. Um, but like, at least Lanny's okay. Is he okay? I mean, there he comes back. He's walkie-talkieing. He is. They really make the. They really make the like stomach pump. Like it's a really like they just kind of throw it in there. But that's like a really big deal. That's really like not a fun thing to. Wait, explain. are you sure he comes? He doesn't reappear at any point in the episode oh i don't mean in this episode i mean like like he could I, be dead no he i mean like in a, in a future episode no no foreshadowing okay well matt clearly thinks he's talking to lanny okay um so yeah but the parents or joe and sam see matt with his walkie-talkie and they're like that's suspicious yeah and then they're like oh my god his room is empty there's no stuff <laughs> and then that's the end of the B story. That's it. They're just like, this is strange. How much money will this cost? And then there's like no consequence. Oh, no sense. Yeah. Instead, Joe just goes downstairs and starts making sandwiches <laughs> for Sam's softball game. <laughs> yeah. And this is where we get such a random, like, oftentimes, I think I've talked about this more than once, where a lot of my favorite moments in the series revolve around Lizzie and Joe and these really great mother-daughter moments. Like, there's a really great one in the first episode, and a couple more times I think I've mentioned how much I enjoy these really, like, heartfelt, you know, mother-daughter moments, but they fit in the episode in a way that, like, isn't particularly... I mean, they, they come in in an, in an organic way where it, it fits into the context of the episode. This moment does not fit in with the context of the episode. Yeah, because it just feels like a random unrelated story it's like it's like it's like when you throw in like a side plot only to you know forward the growth of the main character but like that arc doesn't like exist anywhere else or relate to any other thing going on yeah like did we have any idea that sam mcguire played softball no how are we just finding this out 14 episodes in i guess yeah now that we're uncovering all of these like random side plots this episode needs to be expanded upon in a major way yeah sam plays softball um and joe is packing sandwiches for the game lizzie's like you don't like going to those games and joe's like i hate softball softball is the worst but (laughs) (laughs) yeah we get a clip of joe spectating one of sam mcguire's softball games and there's an entire row of empty bleachers, but for some reason, for some reason, she sat herself down between two other people, and they're like the most annoying people ever. Like, just go to a different seat. Yeah, those guys actually make appearances in the episodes. Fun fact: Who are they? They they're not they're they're they don't have names, but they make like side. There's going to be an episode with a monkey. You'll see. No foreshadowing. Stop okay, it. Sorry, but yeah, she hates softball, but she loves Sam and. When you love someone, you support them, even if they're bad at it things. Yeah. Lizzie points out that Sam didn't go to Joe's blood drive. Yeah. And Joe's like, well, A, he was working. Doing what? And B, even if he didn't want to go, it's not a competition because that's not how, like, being supportive works. Yeah. Basically. And Lizzie's like, ugh, mom. You're showing me how to be a better friend to Miranda, and you don't even know you're doing it. Oh, 
mom moments the worst. Just so on the nose with your story. So it's like, on the nose. Like, yeah. so convenient to have, like, the perfect story. So convenient. At this moment. Yeah. And it's not even, like, it's, like, that's the thing. It's not, like, Lizzie goes to her mom to discuss this, and her mom has an anecdote that relates. It's, like, they tried to make this, like, perfect, like, parallel part of the plot. It's just, it's like, like, what a coincidence. I know. <laughs> what a coincidence. And on the tail end of Matt selling off his entire bedroom. With no no resolution. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. So, you know, Lizzie has her, you know, moral reckoning. And then at the following performance, because, you know, there's more than one, unfortunately, um, Lizzie, you know, approaches Miranda and she wrote a retraction of her review to be a good friend. And Miranda's like, no, you don't have to do that. You're wrong now. I'm I'm terrible. And it really, like, Miranda really does a total 180 after seeing her performance. And she's very like, how can you write a retraction of the truth? And just because I'm a bad actress doesn't mean you should be a bad journalist. Yeah, Miranda admits that she's bad at acting. Maybe acting is not her thing. And then she comes up with a plan B, Maybe Glee Club. Right, because if I'm a bad actress, I have to be a good singer. Yeah, it's like those two are opposites or something. <laughs> like, if you're not good at this, you're good at this. You're good at this. And Lizzie is not confident. Like, her her initial reaction is kind of like, ugh. I wouldn't be confident either. We've had no indication that she, <laughs> that she can sing. Okay, but back to, like, the Aaron Carter of it all. Okay, but back to the My Country Tis of the of it all. <laughs> <laughs> well, regardless... Then we immediately cut to the Glee Club recital one month later. So we do get an indication of time passing. Yeah. Um, we get, um, you know, a rarely noted time jump. Miranda comes out. She's on stage. She has a stage presence to her. And she starts singing Reflection. And she's good. Yeah, I thought she was fine. You know. Lizzie says, hello, Mariah Carey. And, like, that's a stretch. But being a good friend. Yeah. No, I thought she was, like... Uh, the pitch was good. It was better than My Country Tis of Thee, although My Country Tis of Thee, very low bar. That uh, was a bad performance. She was on, she, she, her pitch was right. I wouldn't necessarily want to listen to it multiple times, but, you know, it was pretty good. Pretty good performance. Yeah, it, it really seems like Miranda found her thing. And the episode ends on the note, which I noted, where Lizzie says, Miranda, you know, she found her thing. And then she goes, if I bet if I keep looking, I'll find the thing I'm really good at too. Like She's still on the hunt. But like, way to make this moment all about you, Lizzie. <laughs> like, it's about Miranda. That's what Joe told her, right? She's like, you have to look out for your friends so that you can get what you need eventually for yourself. I don't think that's it. <laughs> that's I don't, think that, I don't think that that was the lesson. <laughs> that's the mom lesson. Yeah, that's it. That's episode 114. Maybe the mom lesson was forgive her, forgive your friends so that you can feel better about yourself. I'm too tired to process what you're trying to do right now. <laughs> <laughs> trying to have some bat, huh? That's our update. Our update is we started watching Love Island UK season three. Yeah, just trying to have a bit of bat, huh? Um, anyways, yeah, that was episode 114. <laughs> <laughs> and now on to... The outfits. Yeah, so foreshadowed this a little bit earlier, but Lizzie says... Wow, your Boston just came out there. Why did I say foreshadowed? You said earlier. Earlier? Yeah. Oh, sorry. So I foreshadowed this a little bit earlier, 
But <laughs> uh, at one point in the episode, Lizzie tells Miranda that her outfit looks excellent. So let's talk about that. You know, she does look like if Danny Zuko and Sandy had a baby in the 1950s. Yeah. Is she wearing mistletoe strapped to her <laughs> her shirt? Yeah, there's like, like some a sort of... Or it looks like, like cranberries. <laughs> Here, wear these decorative cranberries. They're, <laughs> they're in like right a, now. It's like a brooch. <laughs> um, and she has a red tulle scarf wrapped around her neck. And she has the same sort of cranberries <laughs> in her hair. <laughs> Quite a lot of lipstick on Miranda. Totally. Yeah. And eyeshadow. Yeah. It's crazy. It's it's quite a look. Is that like a zip up sweatshirt? Like, what is the top? <laughs> it looks like a hoodie. Like I a... don't know. Yeah, maybe the drama club <laughs> should switch back to all black. Yeah, and it's like a blue skirt, right? Like a poodle skirt. Uh, I believe so. Yes. So yeah. Um, all of the outfits really in this play are. I can't really understand what's going on. Larry Tudgman is wearing a suit <laughs> with a bow tie. <laughs> Orlando Brown is wearing a leather jacket. <laughs> it's all very confusing. He's clearly the John Travolta here, right? Right. So he's the John Travolta, but I don't remember the character in Greece that wore a full suit. I don't either. Who is that? Maybe they were like, Larry, you need a leather jacket. And he's like, nope, this is all I got. All I have <laughs> is a suit. All I have is this one turtleneck <laughs> or one polo shirt and uh, the suit. And the suit. And the, that's just the best I can do. And that bow tie is like ridiculously large. That's like I a know. giant bow tie. I know. It's like he a Bill like, Nye bow tie. I was going to say he looks like the Six Flags old man. Oh, that's better. No, it's wild. I wish I could say that I have other outfits to talk about here, but... I mean, they're all pretty generic otherwise. They are. We already all. talked about the tie over Sam McGuire's shoulder. Miranda's like, there was like no competition for this, but like, look how many extras they got to play. Also, their <laughs> production extras. value is pretty good. Yeah, especially considering. <laughs> but why are, they, why are they in a diner? There's just a lot to question. There's a ton to question. Yeah, absolutely. And then that's really all there is. Yeah, everything else is pretty standard. Everything else Lips is Lips and indeed. hair. Pretty standard. And now it is time for MVP. And Sam, I'm so glad it is your turn to go first. Oh, wow. It is my turn. I really struggled with this, right? Because obviously it's another instance where you would think that since this is a Miranda-themed episode, Miranda would get the MVP. But I'm sorry. I just cannot reward your terrible your terrible performance. So Miranda does not get my MVP. Uh, Gordo annoyed me. I, I can't do Lizzie on principle because you've done Lizzie too many times. Oh, my God. You're trying to rig it against Lizzie. Maybe Joe McGuire, but I don't want to give it to Joe McGuire because her story was just too contrived. I think my MVP of this episode has got to be Matt McGuire, right? Because here he is, once again, showing real ingenuity. Uh, he wants something. He tries multiple ways to get it. Finally, his parents tell him, you know what? You're going to need to earn the money. And so he does that, and he gets away with it. So Matt McGuire is really just running laps around all of these fools. He is the Tony Vlachos of the Lizzie McGuire universe. Weird way to put it, but I can't disagree with that. Yeah. It's like all of these people are playing checkers, and here Matt McGuire is playing 3D chess. It's just like totally another level. And he gets away with it. And he gets away with it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so boom. 
That's my MVP. Marissa, who's your MVP? I don't know. Are you going to yell at me if I give it to Lizzie McGuire again? <laughs> I won't yell at you. I'll just roll my eyes and, and be exasperated. I'm going to give it to Lizzie McGuire. Ugh. Rolling my eyes in exasperation. Why are you giving it to Lizzie McGuire? Well, like you said, can't really give it to Miranda. Can't give it to Gordo. Can't give it to the parents. I understand the map, but I think that Lizzie, I appreciated her, you know, ambition. At the beginning of the episode, she had a story to pitch that she was excited to follow. I appreciated the journalistic integrity. And, I mean, she was put in, like, a difficult situation when she realized what a bad actress Miranda is. And I feel like she really did the best that she could under the circumstances. And I don't know, I can't not reward cartoon Lizzie and real Lizzie melding. And that's it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, of all of the episodes that we've had so far, I feel like this is one where I I could have hypothetically given it to Lizzie McGuire. I just had a feeling that you would already do that because that's kind of like your default option. She's the titular character. Um, what do you want? <laughs> I don't know, but I just felt like, you know, it was my duty to to reward the little people who maybe should have had their stories expanded upon while Lizzie is here trying to just take Miranda's episode and use it for her own personal growth. I don't yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, isn't every episode about Lizzie's personal growth? It's called, like I said, it's called Lizzie McGuire. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see, I, I don't guess. know. I just think that this is one where she really, there was a range. And, like, she was put in a situation. I think she did the best that she could under the circumstances. Yeah. Handled it like a champ. Okay. Um, cool. All right. So, Lizzie remains in the lead. For Matt. You can't never give the MVP. Like, I've, I've given MVPs to, or MVPs to Lizzie McGuire uh, before. I, it's not like I've, like, nev- I'm not, I, it's like, not like I've never done it. This is such, like, a... No real standout character episode that I don't think that there's like that one person should be getting both MVPs of this episode. I'm just saying that like when I'm picking MVP, like you say that Lizzie's not, Lizzie is my default, but I don't even think that that's true. I really. She is your default. I have given her the most MVPs, but I think that she deserves them. I'm never just like, oh, give it to Lizzie McGuire. You just did that just now. But I think she was the right choice for the episode. I've given Lizzie two MVPs. I've given her six. Yeah, you've given Lizzie six MVPs out of 14 episodes. Yeah, and you know, I think that that's like fair. It's her show, and she's gotten less than 50% of my MVPs. (laughs) I've given Matt three MVPs. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you have it. Another episode of the Outfit Repeaters talking about episode one. 14 random acts of Miranda as always you can follow us online at outfit repeat pod on Twitter you can tweet questions at us you can email us at outfit repeaters podcast at gmail.com um, you can check out our website www.paginatedmedia.com slash outfit repeaters uh, where we will be uploading <laughs> Miranda's excellent outfit Yes, and be sure to tune in next week where we discuss episode 115, Lizzie's Nightmare. The caption doesn't really match the episode title. It says, Lizzie is thrilled that she'll be sitting at lunch with dreamy Ethan Craft. That doesn't sound like a nightmare. 
This is the episode, I believe, where, remember in an earlier episode where it's referenced that Matt spends a day at Lizzie's school? Yes. I, this is that episode. This is that episode. All right. So <laughs> filling some plot holes that we've had. Yes. <laughs> All right. That's fun. All right. Uh, so yeah, next week we'll be talking about that. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. Cool.